So it has been a long day. And uh, I can understand a lot of concepts have been discussed. A lot of gyan has been made available. So let's go ahead and do it. Building organizations of tomorrow. It's simple. We can do that. We have understood everything. So where is the issue? Are there issues? Are there challenges? Practical side. That is what she wants to know. So we will go through today some of the challenges that we face and uh, how do we take care of that and the mindset change. Mindset change of whom? Everybody. Starting from the top management to the lowest rank, people have mindsets, people have inertia. We have to see how we can change that and do that. But before that, who's going to do it? Now, all of us can say that, yes, mindset must change, but who will take the initiative in an organization? How do we change? Who will change? Somebody has to do it. Is it the role of the managing director, chairman, CEO? Or is it the role of somebody else? In my experience, the organization is run by people. You can buy equipment, you can buy machinery on its own, it doesn't work. So if people have to change the mindset, who is the custodian of the people in the organization? Who? Who in HR? It flows from CHRO downwards. So, willy-nilly, CHRO along with his team has to take the initiative of starting this change, ensuring that this change takes place, and then ultimately ensuring that the organization gets built up the way we want through these changes and through these suggestions. Why? Again, custodian of people is the HR. Now, some people may differ and may say, no, the leadership, the line managers, etc. They are all there. They will do the job. HR head will get the job done through the leaders that the delivery is given the way it is required by the organization. So, in my opinion, let's look at some of the roles of the HR. These are different, if I, if I try and divide them into different groups, this is how the roles would change. Administrative HR, emotive HR, strategic HR, people excellence, blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to read the slides, you all know. I was told that if I press this, it will move, yes. Now, what is the role of CHRO? CHRO role is like a prism. And what does the prism do? You send white light into that, it breaks it up into different colors, and then it presents it to people. So what does that mean? From the top management, from the chairman of the organization, a certain direction comes. It is not passed on to the people same way the way it comes. It can come in one line. So it has to be then broken up into the language that the people will understand. Then only they will be able to interact with that. Then only they will be able to align with that. And they will understand and then they will be able to implement that. Similarly, chairman, managing director may be sitting in an ivory tower in his own cabin. He may not even know what's happening, though he's supposed to know. He may not know. So what is, this? What is the role of CHRO? Again, from the CEO, and from the people, get the information, 
and combine it together, align it together and present it to the other party. So he is a bridge between CEO and them. If this is the role of CHRO, then let's look at it. How is he going to help build organizations of tomorrow through the people? It is the people of the organization who are going to build it. Machines are not going to build it so easily. But why tomorrow? Why not day after tomorrow? Why not future? And this is what I'm going to talk to you. That tomorrow word here is not a static word. It is a moving word. And tomorrow, tomorrow will not remain tomorrow. It will become today. And therefore, again, we will be preparing for this. Therefore, building organization is a continuous process where things would be changing, the environment would be changing, and people will be changing. The requirements and the needs would be changing. Let's look at creating global competitive supremacy through the people excellence, because that is the role of the HR into this. Look at a little bit of history in India post-independence. India was a protected country, red line around India. You can understand, I'm not going into depth, I'm just putting the context. One sec, please. Economic and financial liberalization came in 90s. You can see the red line broken. Globalization took place in the year 2000. Green line, everything is open. WTO came in. You can't control the world. Boundaries vanished. Everything happened. Then came the VUCA world. We heard VUCA in the morning. It is there to stay. Okay? It has been there. This is the global scenario that got created out of the changes that have been taking place and this is what happened today. This means a new way of working is evolving. That is where this tomorrow has been shifting. This is Indian scenario. India has undergone a drastic change in the last 20-30 years. From a protected country, it is now thrown open to the whole world. No boundaries, nothing. Either you if you want to survive, you have to be globally competitive, otherwise you will not. Somebody else will come and take it over. I am not giving you examples for all this at the moment. These are the challenges of 21st century. And this is what we are going to talk about. If we do not change, get out of these challenges, there will be a problem. Managing uncertainties, understanding customers, understanding globalization of business. E-commerce is the most striking example of these things. And finally now, the creating industry 4.00. Now with all this happening, how do we move on further? That's an important aspect because the environment is changing. One thing you would have noticed the change has been there from 1960 in this country. It is not suddenly yet, you know, last year or six months back it came in here and we started thinking, okay, how do we create organizations of tomorrow? In India, the people have been creating organizations of future over a period of time. But the difference is the change earlier was probably felt once in 10 years 
or once in 15 years. You see that economic liberalization came after 20 years. But today, in the last 10 to 15 years, the change has become so fast that you can see every year now practically things changing, the environment changing, and therefore the pace of change has to increase. And that is what in the morning also we thought speed, speed of change. So if the change has to take place, how do we bring this into the organizations? How do we maximize the human potential? The change is taking place. We have seen that. We started with economic liberalization, foreign collaborations, globalization, VUCA world. Then we came into now what we are talking about is digitization. We are talking about blockchain. We are talking about 3D printing. We are talking about artificial intelligence. All this has come in in the last five, six, seven years. So with that change, who are the people who are going to work on them? The people of the organization. You may have to change the equipment, but even that equipment has to undergo a change with the mind and the knowledge of the people. So let's look at it. How do we do? And this is how the maximizing of human potential has been changing over a period of time starting from the overall management objectives theory, old one, to automation, artificial intelligence, digitization. This is what is happening today. So your people have to learn, people have to understand, people have to see that how to cope up with this happening. This is happening for everybody. This is happening for your competitors. So if you don't respond to this and your competitor respond, you will get killed. It's a question of survival. People say it is competitive advantage for success. I say it's competitive advantage for survival. Look at in India, so many car companies, ambassador, what happened, premier, what happened, white goods industry, what happened. They all got killed because they were not able to keep pace with the organizations. What is happening here? There is an individual, a person, a people, which we talk about social and lifestyle changes are taking place, technological business environment is changing place. So both are, it's a vector in between. How do we influence him positively? And if you see that, his real social lifestyle changes is taking place. Why? Because he is getting so much of exposure now. Earlier he was not getting exposure. There was no Google, there was no media, there was nothing. So he was remain, he remained satisfied and contented with whatever he had at that point of time. But today, there is so much of exposure. His entire needs have changed. So he wants all this. Environment is changing. The poor person remains the same. So if he does not change, he will lose out on both sides. Business technological advances, I have talked about. Social style, lifestyle changing, I have talked about. You have to match these, 3H. You cannot live without a logic and intelligence. You cannot live without emotions. And at the same time, your hands should be together, which is teamwork and effectiveness. Any one missing means you are gone, your company is gone. And how do we do this? There are various ways which we can employ to do this. How do we maximize the human potential? Some, these are some of the thoughts which I am putting in front of you, how you can do that, which is important. 
preparing people to manage themselves in the shrinking world the world is changing you can teach them you can train them but best is to prepare themselves how to do it and this is the way impact has come in virtual office artificial intelligence innovation blockchain all this has to be realized and these inputs have to be given to the people to start thinking in a different way the change management means a different way of thinking and trying to do that create passion for performance spirit of sports at work this is an important aspect i must succeed if i as an individual can succeed and everybody together can succeed my organization will succeed you know what's happening today we are on one hand talking of artificial intelligence blockchain 3d printing etc but on the other hand all this is necessitating a higher level of psychological human behavior understanding and doing that the role of psychology which was earlier probably kept at a certain level is undergoing to change drastically when in iit in the third semester third year first semester they taught us psychology we all were crying we haven't come here to iit to study psychology and humanities but today i realize 80% of my time probably goes in human behavior and psychology and understanding the people both employees as well as the customers rather than doing engineering for engineering i can get people but for this kind of a knowledge you have to apply yourself and try and see that it's an important thing to do now this is another one environment is changing drastically individual is here business innovation has to be done if you don't do business innovation your business will not survive and this is what is happening the speed at which the innovation has to come in you have to be better than others you have to bring in newer things somebody talked about an example where by 3d printing in less than a month something was produced how that is what we have to think about it the technology is changing it is no longer repetitive hammering out of production it is creative innovative way of doing faster production cheaper production and the highest quality without error error free you may call it zero defect you may call it anything you may call it all these things have to happen then only the things happen so what do we do again i'll take you on the emotive plane if the personal mission of the individual is not understood it will be difficult for him to survive in the organization and for you to retain him in the organization you have to understand your organizational mission and you have to marry them together the personal mission organizational mission has to match if after efforts they don't match it is best that we part ways no point in pushing a man under a different organization system or a different value system no point that means this is not the best place for him but there are better places for him probably in this world so never think that if a person is leaving it means he is no good he may be better suited somewhere else that is what is the most important thing organization cultures we do try and understand that we talked about culture in the morning culture can be created culture has to change everything is taking place here we have to ultimately inspire people to give more to the society than what they take
this is one of the mantras. How is wealth created? If your input cost is lower than the revenue, you generate profit. Which means what you put in has to be lower than what you take out. So if you can give more to the society, you are actually creating the wealth of the society. Can we do it? Can everybody look at it from little different rather than seeing that if I am working, what is the salary will I get at the end of the month? That's good enough for me. No, that's not good enough. That's good enough only for you, but you have a responsibility to create wealth for the society. Are you doing something for that? Who will tell all this? The line manager who is asking every day for productivity and production? Or the CEO? It is the HR responsibility. HR works through the heart of people. They connect with the heart of people. It is a transformational change in the heart of the people that we are talking about. I am not talking the change management otherwise. Emotively, he should undergo a change. These are the different kind of powers which can be used for the change. I, what I like is the personal power. Can we make people understand what is the personal power they have? The ability to get all you want from the environment given what is available. Don't blame the environment. Don't say that, yes, the environment has changed, what can I do? If my company is going down, my profits are going down, it is not because of me and because of the organization, it is because of the environmental change. My three competitors have done something better than us, what can we do? No. Whatever was available was available equally to everybody who has done better. That is the most important aspect. We had managers at a time, then we had leaders at a time, we have super leaders. Now, what is a super leader? Employees are self-directed, control over the employee comes from within the employee. You don't need supervisors, you don't need leaders, you don't need anything. I am my own leader. Can we do that? The moment you have a leader, that means you have a guy to pass on the blame to. I have not performed because my leader didn't either uh, encourage me or didn't do anything, etc. No, you are your own leader, super leader. <coughs> do it. Tao Te Ching is a Chinese philosopher and this is what he has said about the harmony. Live in harmony with society and this is where I say live with the people and therefore create an organization called Tao, totally aligned organization. If this alignment is not there, we will not be able to succeed. So building organizations of tomorrow, you have to align the organizations of tomorrow. You are changing your organizational setup totally. And if you are changing the organizational setup, then everybody must change at the same pace. This is the difficult task. It is always possible to change 10 people. But 20 people, if they don't change, you are actually creating disharmony. So that's an important aspect which we should try and understand. Let me take you quickly to something else. When you are trying to change the organization, what is the first thing to understand? And that is the organization readiness matrix. Is organization ready to change? There are a lot of pre-work which has to be done for people to understand that yes, there is a need to change. Otherwise, you will try to change them and they will think there is no need to change unlessly we are being bullied. We are being harassed. So you have to take all this out of their mind that 
this is how it is done so you have individual excellence you have team excellence organizational excellence present and future are we future ready that is the question people again you can create organization of tomorrow only when you create people of tomorrow the role of lnd all of you are hr guys and you, all of you will have a department of learning and development how do you do that unfortunately when there is a change in the environment and there is an impact on the organization of lower profits the where is the budget cut training people don't realize that these are the people of my organization if i train them better they will be only able to increase my profit again you cut down their profit cut down their training they will still do worse than what they have been doing and your profits will go down further this is something where i want chro to stand up and fight in the organization if required second thing you are putting up a project 10000 crore project you can put for a, putting up a steel plant or a small mill that will be sanctioned as a project report will be made in that project report the people cost will also be put into that but i have rarely seen the training cost being put into that project what will happen is you will have all the new equipment you will have everything else your people will still be the same old one you have not spent 5 5 crores onto that if you are putting a 10000 crore why can't you put up another 50 crore project within that value of 1000 crore make it 1050 or 10,050 to try and develop these people and train these people into that most of the committees investment committees where i have sat on the board i have seen this point is not there people have now started realizing so hro must insist as a project cost it is not a training cost why the training cost is cut because training is always taken as a revenue expense never take training as a revenue expense it's an investment it should be capitalized why should it not be capitalized i'll ask my finance guys we always put it revenue and then we we say okay revenue profits have to go go up and therefore cut down your cost tighten your belts all these slogans you hear training budget is cut the entire process of approval of training budget should be different it should be more like a investment committee decision which comes to the board for project approval anyhow try and see if you can do something the new thing which is coming and which is the biggest thing in change is gen x gen y millennials you have to you have to ensure that there is a hierarchical harmonization between them you cannot go and say you youngsters don't know anything youngster will say what do you know of artificial intelligence and automation you don't even take out a report you ask your ta to take out the excel report now either you can encourage all this or you can discourage all this or you can shout and fire at people or try and bring the harmonization i see in my opinion this is the biggest challenge and the biggest task that all of us have to do it and if you don't do it you will be prob- in problem why earlier we were able to live with it because the entire change was practically 10 years later or 15 years later it used to take place today if every year every two years the change is taking place then you have to live with the youngsters 
who are 25 years old, you have to have with middle-level experienced people and some people who are at the board level, etc., who are above 50. All three have to survive together in harmony. So therefore, this is an another important aspect. There are different methods, different methodologies for this. Okay, I'll take a couple of minutes and close it. This is how the entire organization transformation is looked at. Therefore, the change has to be in totality in the organizational setup. It cannot happen in compartments. What happened? Sorry, it has come in earlier. This is the one. Industry players. You know, even competitors can join hands together to train their people. And for by that, we are creating value for the industry. That means, everybody's cost comes down. You may compete in the market. And these are there are tremendous examples of this which has happened. Shortage of time, I will not get into examples. But competitors can come together, create more value. They can create bigger pie, reduce the cost, so that society gets benefited, the customer gets benefited. Through that, same way, in the organization, people of different departments, if they come together. We have been talking about team building, etc. That's a different issue. Here it is called alignment. If the alignment happens, and it's like a relay race, that when I finish my part of work, I hand over to somebody else to do it, have I created value for him? It is a, it's a type of an internal customer. Am I creating value for my internal customer to whom I'm giving the output? Ultimately, at the end, the output goes to the market and to the customer. So this is what we have to do. Yes, it is not easy. It is difficult. These have been the challenges which I have talked about. I have said how we can do it. And for that, can we do it in three months' time, six months' time? When can we do it? There is a good guy who has mentioned something. He says, keep walking. Don't stop. Who's this guy? Johnny Walker. Very famous guy. And he has mentioned, keep walking. Only thing is, I've changed a bit. I say, keep moving. You will never be able to achieve. Similarly, building organizations of tomorrow. As I said, tomorrow will become today. Tomorrow. What I'm saying may be wrong English, but this is the meaning of that. And you keep on moving. So therefore, just keep moving the way you have to move on. You have to keep sorting out your challenges and keep moving it. Ultimately, success is togetherness, either within the organization or outside the organization. Anywhere you can go ahead and do it. Thank you very much.